What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Podcast, Ballsy. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn, and on the phone from Houston. Are you in Houston? No, now? no. he's not in Houston. Where is he? He's in Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa. Tampa. No, he's. In, are you in St. Pete? He might be in St. Pete. Where are you staying, Evan? St. Pete. Barry, tell me that that wasn't scripted, that you weren't. That the Houston thing wasn't scripted. It wasn't scripted. What do you think I am? Uh, a broadcaster at the Masters? Wow. That's a Jim Nance shot no, there. No, it's not. It's not a Jim Nance shot, even though it was. It's a Tony Romo shot. Oh, I can't wait till the transcript gets online. Horn takes shot at Romo's broadcast. <laughs> what, are you saying about, what are you saying about our editors and their propensity to put, uh, uh, what, what's the right word? Titillating, he- titillating headlines. Titillating headlines yeah, on, on, yeah. On, on story. I would say they're experts at getting to the nuts of the news. Wow. wow. The nuts of- All right, so let's speak uh, of the nuts of the news. Hold on just a second. I want to just say one thing before we get on with our, oh, our, our baseball podcast. No, I'm not going to defend myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize to Barry Switzer because I questioned at the end of our you did. NFL podcast <laughs> whether – You didn't have the guts to question him <laughs> to his face. Whether Barry Switzer actually coached – No, whether Bum Phillips. Or Bum Phillips actually coached at Texas Western or U- and or UTEP. He did. Uh, and he did. He was the coach – he was the head coach there for one season in 1963. And I have to tell you – 62. 62. I did not remember that. But you were 62. Even you were young. No, 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 you were too young. No, no. What I mean is, is that I know Bum Phillips' career – and I, and I know where he coached in high school football and college football, but I, I, it just completely escaped me that he was the head coach. I, at, I, I uh, think the, the beauty of it is he came to Texas Western from a high school from Amarillo High, yeah. and after his one year at, at Texas Western, he went back to high school. <laughs> he decided, David, this is not for me. You know, I'm going to move on to something else. To Port Natchez Grove. All right, Natchez Grove. That's what I said. You said Natchez. Uh, so, so listen, so Barry, uh, let, me, let me ask Evan. Evan? Uh, so you're out there in Tampa. You could have been in Houston. You could have been here uh, at home at your in your lovely abode in uh, Flower Mound. Flower Mound. Uh, since you moved out of Dallas, I, I've kind of lost track of you. Just like the Rangers. Yeah. Although they were never here. Yeah, really. Uh, so uh, was this the, was this the best answer that uh, that everybody could come up with? Was to take this game to Tampa? I don't know if it was the best answer, but I think from a from the baseball perspective, it was probably the fairest answer. Um, I think if you take things into the larger consideration, there were there were better answers. Um, but in terms of the baseball situation, this is what the, the precedent is this kind of situation. 
And, and let me just clarify that, Kevin, by saying, look, there's not really a comparable precedent. The closest thing we have is when the Astros um, were in no type of disaster quite the same as this in 2008, and they ended up having to go to Milwaukee to play the Cubs. And two years ago when Baltimore was, was in a situation where they couldn't play at home because of riots, and they ended up going to Tampa and playing the Rays there, but playing as the home team. But there wasn't any precedent for teams swapping home and home dates. Uh, that was just not really a, uh, a a practical solution in terms of the baseball and, for lack of a better term, business end of this. Evan, would you agree that the Rangers have come out uh, public public relations losers in this uh, in this deal? Yeah, I, I think nationally um, they certainly have. Uh, I think that some of that is due to some comments that were attributed to Reed Ryan that that made them look uh, that, that portrayed Reed as saying that the Rangers were trying to steal home games, and I don't know that that's what Reed was trying to say. Uh, I don't believe that that that's how he feels at the end of the day. I think that this is a situation right now where this. This is a guy running an organization, worried about his employees, worried about his franchise, worried about at the it, it, when you get behind past everything else and the disaster in Houston and the catastrophe that is still trying to help this team get to a point where it can win the first world championship in that in that team's history. And what would that mean to this team at this point? It's a stressful time for Reed Ryan and for the Astros. And if Mark Berman caught him at a point in time where Reed may have let his guard down and, and, and talk with some emotion. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's Mark Berman. He's a TV reporter in, in Houston. Buzzsaw Berman, we always call Buzzsaw, him. By the way, he's here. I saw him yesterday at, uh, at the Star, and he, and he, he is... He's the toughest. He one is, of the toughest it, TV reporters you'll ever you'll ever find. I don't know if he's tough. He's just relentless. Well, that's why we called him Buzzsaw. He but, just he would he chases any and every story. Evan, do you think the fact that it's Reed Ryan, Nolan Ryan's son? No, we all know how Nolan Ryan, the perception of him leaving this franchise, uh, not in not in a uh, very cordial manner. Do you think that that adds to the uh, at least at least locally the uh, the PR? Man, you know, if people are still, it, it, first of all, if people are still dragging this Nolan Ryan, John Daniel supposed feud out there five years later, move on. Get on to something else. It, it, it's just not a point of discussion, except for people who want to fashion narratives. Secondly, if that was at all a factor in any of this, then shame on both guys. I just don't think it was. I think what it comes down to is this, Kevin and Barry. Oh, thanks. Thanks for remembering to, me. Thank you. What it, well, it was your, I, I meant to say thanks, Barry and Kevin. But what it comes down to is this. The Astros' immediate issue was that they needed to find a place to play games this week. The Rangers offered their ballpark. They offered, as they should, all the receipts, all the profits, they would have put on a pretty strong effort to make this a hurricane relief week. And that's probably where it should have ended. When you then ask the other team to say, okay, now listen, in addition to that, can we also have our home games back? You are asking a lot. 
And I think Kevin pointed this out in his quick take this morning uh, that's online. Uh, as of Tuesday, I think I pointed it out in, in a column that I wrote this morning after a pretty sleepless night thinking about this stuff. That It certainly would have been the honorable thing for the Rangers to do to say, you know what, we'll do this for you this time. Um, I also asked this question. When was the last time anybody did anything honorable at the expense of their bottom line in sports or business. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think people do things in, in business. I mean, they're look, we, we've seen a lot of things happen here in the last week or so because of, uh, of the problems in Houston. We've seen uh, college programs uh, agree to host teams and uh, school football programs and bring them up here. We, we've seen uh, – uh, we've seen the the Cowboys uh, afford that opportunity for the Texans to do that now, and I realize that's a different thing. That's not a competitive deal. This is a this is talking about giving up a competitive advantage, and and I think there's you know certainly a way to look at this if they had simply swapped the series and had and the Rangers and and Astros had played here this week and then played in. Uh, um, uh, in in Houston, Houston at the in September from the 25th to the 27th, you know, okay, that extends the the Rangers road uh, trip, road trip, uh, and, and and blah blah blah. And those are all those are all things to consider. But as I also wrote in my um, quick take, which I finished at three o'clock this morning. Did you really? That's right. By the way, uh, uh, so I could have everything ready for the. For the podcast, uh, which you morning. were late to getting here. Well, there was other extending, extenuating circumstances. But the, my my point is, is that if you're standing on the roof of your house waiting for a boat to come get you, do you want to hear that people are squabbling about uh, this game and and, uh, and and nitpicking over these things? And that's and that's right. the issue here. Is we we have, you know, and in any other time, I get it, you know. But this is an unprecedented time. What's happened in Houston now? What happened in Katrina? Uh, is exactly what's happening in Houston now with Katrina in, in New Orleans is exactly what's happening in Houston now, and and I in in the and how Houston recovers over the next six months, year, two years, five years. I mean, you go into some of these areas. I I I, I was talking to one of my relatives, and as we talked about in the former podcast, I have a lot of relatives and uh, still live in Houston in the Houston area. Uh, so it's been a great concern for me as it is for everybody else. Uh, but when they were talking about evacuating the city, uh, I was talking to one of my relatives, and they said, what they don't understand is is that you evacuate these people, where are they going to go? Some of these people can't afford to go anywhere. They can't afford to go and get in the, stay in a hotel well, for there, a week. There's not enough hotel rooms in, in the whole city. You, know, you know, Kevin, this, this also brings up another point, and I mean, it's, it's we're talking about down the road and all of that, but on Sunday night, the George R. Brown Convention Center, which is, I think, two blocks away from Minute Maid Park, right. was at about 1,000 to 1,500 people. Last night I saw a report that it had swollen to 7,000 people and was in terms of people sheltering there and was over capacity. And this morning I saw a report that it's at 9,000 people. This place, is, this place is taking on people by the hour. I, I, I wonder if at some point in time... If, in addition to the GRB, if the Toyota Center or if Minute Maid Park, I know there's been some screeching at Joel Osteen to open his church as a shelter, but I wonder if the if the facilities in downtown Houston are going to have to be appropriated 
for more important things than baseball and basketball in the first place. Absolutely. Well, I, did you see the tweet about uh, that Mattress Mac, who runs the you know the, the gallery yeah. furniture yeah. place, is, that is he had opened up his uh, his furniture store basically for for refugees, while Joel Osteen had not uh, opened up his. Uh, the sun, it's, for, it's formerly a basketball uh, arena. The summit, right? This church, yeah, yes, yeah, that's that's correct. So there, there's there's room there. Yeah, sure, there's room for it. Uh, yeah, and that's to me that's and the question with all these places is whether they can handle it and whether and whether flooding has affected any of them. And flooding clearly hasn't affected the GRB at this point, which, yeah. from my geography, is just, is is very close to both the Toyota Center and uh, and Minute Maid. Yes, it is. Well, and and so uh, just to close out my point there, my point is is that in this situation. Uh, no matter what the Astros do, they're 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 a member of the aggrieved party, you know. And, and in this situation, this is an organization the Rangers are who are literally on high ground, but they're not on the moral high ground. And and to me, this is what they're they're just going to come. They're going to take the the short end of the stick on this, and they should. Uh, it was time for them to say, you know what, we don't we we don't like this, and we don't like the idea of what you're proposing. But we're going to be the bigger team here, and we're going to let, we're going to let you do what in this situation what's best for you. Because I, you know, I get the fact about okay, the Rangers are trying to hang in there; they're still trying to be you know competitive, uh, and you know, but the Rangers have, have have screwed themselves up as much as anything that could possibly have happened this season. Anyway, whether they get to play all the games they want to in the first place. And if it comes out at the end of the year that you finished five games out of the wild card and you didn't do this when you could have done that, how, how's it going to look and how are they going to feel then? I, listen, I think at that point in time, honestly, that we will have hopefully moved on to more significant things. Um, and I think at that point in time, the Rangers will have also made a very significant financial donation uh, to the uh, to the Hurricane Relief Fund. So, yes, they are, and I, and I don't want to denigrate. I'm not trying to make the, the, the bad guys here. I, I, John Daniels is not I, a bad I guy. Think, you know, Kevin, what we talked about last night, I think what you hit on in in, in in your piece, and what I tried to hit on pretty bluntly in my piece was both teams had an opportunity here at some point in time to say yes. Yeah. Neither team may have been wrong. Neither team may have done anything wrong, and they may have looked out for what they needed to look out for. But both teams missed an opportunity to say yes and to be somewhat heroic. And the Rangers could have said yes to the Astros' ask. It was a significant ask, but they could have said yes. When the, when the, when the Rangers said, we don't want to give up these home dates and, and we're willing to give you pretty much anything other than that, the Astros had every opportunity to say, you know what, let me ask you this. Can we move the Tuesday game to a doubleheader on Wednesday, give our players another day to hopefully reunite with their families, to get their heads together, to get in touch with the people that they need to talk with and, and, and give them some reassurance, and we will still play in Arlington, and we appreciate the hurricane relief that you will do for us. And neither team had that foresight and it's just it's just unfortunate because i think a lot of good could have come from the game played in arlington regardless of who was the home team and regardless of what the circumstances were and and i think you know from the rangers perspective it still comes back to this you know the astros were desperate they needed a place to play this week the rangers said we will let you use our park now if they were playing the kansas city royals that would have been the most gracious offer in the world. 
Yeah. If they were playing the Texas Rangers, it's viewed as differently. And I just, I just think that this is this is one of these things we've got to have all these hot sports takes. And I think that that it still would be incumbent upon everybody to consider both sides. But at the end but, of the day, I think both you and I, after the session, we feel morally like both teams could have just could have said yes. Yeah. That's all it took. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm sitting next to a Solomon here, and I, we have a Solomon on the on, on the phone. But here's the deal. The Rangers are going to come out of this smelling horribly. They're, they're, there's no question. At the same time, the Cowboys have opened their facility, and I, I know it's a difference. We're comparing uh, apples to oranges. The Cowboys have opened their facility. Bill O'Brien is saying, oh, what great people the Cowboys are. And uh, the, the, uh, the Texans coach is saying that. It's 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 unbelievable how bad the Rangers will look look here. I, I, yeah, but I but I mean again that's the narrative. They're completely but different perspectives. And if people if people want here's the deal, if people want to feel the Rangers are the bad guy in all of this, that is certainly their prerogative. That they're certainly entitled to that. I, I, there's nothing anybody can do about that. But the fact of the matter is what the Cowboys did with – here's what the Cowboys did with the Texans. They said, okay, sure, we'll open our facilities to you, which I, I think, again, the Rangers were willing to open their facilities to the Astros. Um, the Cowboys said, okay, we'll, we'll host the game here. and um, you know, Mean, A meaningless game. Getting, a meaningless game, and the fans who are getting soaked for full-season tickets will you know, we'll still be getting soaked for full-season ticket prices. And, and so forth. Uh, what the Cowboys did is great. To compare it to what the Rangers did, I don't think is accurate. And, and, and I just, I, the whole idea of comparing which team did more, which team did less, let's get back to focusing on what we need to focus on right now, which is making sure that people in Houston are getting the funds that they need, are getting uh, the attention they need. And where the baseball games, where the football games get played, it really does not matter. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I really do feel strongly about that. I mean, let's think about this. At the end of the day, we're talking about where the games get played and who's, who's opening their doors more. Everybody was opening their doors. It's not a question of, of degree. Everybody was opening their doors. And, and and I don't think anybody acted wrong here. I also don't know that this is some kind of crisis management situation that you really could have foreseen. Well, no, there's no question about that. And who who could who could have foreseen all this? Uh, it was all right. Uh, but uh, I I just feel like in these types of situations, when this kind of thing happens. Uh, and, and we've taken this long to talk about it and explain all the everything that's going on, but all that's going to end up being looked at because, as we all know, perception is a very simple thing. Perception is reality too. Right. Often is yeah, and that and that's Maybe it's right a very there. simple thing. And the very simple thing is that the the that the the Astros say we asked to swap the series. The Rangers said no, and and, right. and everything else that comes after that. It is is gets lost in, in, hey, in ask, the church. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Um, at the end of the day, should in any of this, 
should the negotiations have been made public? Well, yeah, I was surprised. Listen, I was surprised when Reed Ryan said we asked him to do that. that that's very unusual for that to, to come out like that. Uh, I, 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 yes, I thought the same thing. Uh, but I will say this, too. Uh, I, when Barry brought up the fact, you know, is it does it have anything to do with Nolan? I, I don't, I don't know that it has anything to do with uh, any an, lingering animosity about how Nolan was treated here. I'm sure Reed's not happy about all that, and because Nolan's not happy about it. But, uh, but you know, I wonder sometimes, you know, that there is a there is a new kind of uh, air uh, in Houston. Certainly, there is. They made some news recently. They they canned eight scouts and their uh, personnel. Uh, director um, in the middle of the season. I mean, in the middle, in of, the middle one of, the, of their right. best seasons, one greatest of the greatest seasons ever. ever. They did all that, and the, and the, and the, what I was reading about John Heyman had on fan rag saying that uh, the people he talked to, there was a lot of people who don't like the Astros uh, management anyway. They consider them arrogant, and he said that this, and said now that these people feel like the Astros couldn't lose enough games for them. Because of, right. because of how they treat these scouts, so I don't know how that factors in either. I don't know that that you know what you have here is a, a little different environment with the Astros than maybe what there was previously, and, and maybe that's contributed to to this. Because uh, I think it's a valid point that you bring up that uh, that they brought that up, uh, and I'm sure. Listen, going forward, do you think there's going to be any love loss between the Astros and the and the Rangers now? I mean, I wonder how this now. is going to affect. Uh, you know, uh, any kind of deals they might want to make with each other from, from this point going forward. Not that you're going to make a lot with uh, a natural rival. So anyway. the Odor for Altuve deal won't <laughs> happen? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen now. But, I mean, there was actually talk, though, that the trade deadline that the Astros could have been a trade partner for you, Darvish. Right. You know, right. Right. I, don't, I don't think something like that's going to happen now. I, I think that all that is, uh, is out the window. And so, and so it certainly, if nothing else, uh, in the end, I mean, it, look – Nothing bad's coming out of this except for the Rangers look bad. I think the Rangers look bad, but but nothing else is going to come out of it other than, other than that. Well, the only th- the only thing the only bad thing the only unfortunate thing that I still think comes out of this is that you're going to have three games here played in Tampa in front of I assume absolutely nobody about 120 people. Uh, and I think I think in a hurricane relief format that would have been promoted by the Rangers and probably would have been taken up by by all of us in the local media. I think you would have had decent crowds, a lot of whom may have been displaced Houstonians who were here and needed a distraction. And I think you would have seen significant financial relief efforts come from from those three games. And so at the end of the day, it may not be compared to what the relief efforts are that J.J. Watt is raising, that the Red Cross is raising, that other really strong charitable uh, organizations are raising. That may not be – it may be a drop in the bucket, but still – Everybody in Houston can use some help right now, and any dollar that doesn't go into that bucket, it's just unfortunate for the people down there. Yeah. If, if you were advising the Rangers today, if they called you up and said, Evan, what can we do, what damage control I'd say can announce, we do? I'd say what, I, I would say announce that you are making oh, correct. Uh, a, a bigger financial donation. I don't know if I'd do it today. I, 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 yeah. I think that you might take some time and you do it. Um, in another few days when you when maybe some of this simmers down. I don't know the crisis management aspect of it, Barry, because I think you have to play both those scenarios out. But, yeah, I do think that, that the bad publicity at some point in time is going to cost the Rangers more on the financial end. Um, 
And that's not to say that they weren't going to make significant financial contributions anyway. Uh, they were going to... I know that the, the, the Texas two-step uh, raffle in in stadium from all three games with the Angels this week is going to um, is going to go to Houston, and I think that that's just a start uh, for where the foundation. Well, why, why didn't Major League Baseball? Why did is this between the Rangers and the Astros? And why is Major League Baseball sitting on the sidelines allowing this to happen? Why don't why is there no mechanism for Major League? This should be a Major League Baseball decision. I think Major League Baseball cited. I think Major League Baseball cited precedent that the options here were um, based on history: either play the games in Arlington with the Astros as home team, um, as Baltimore did in Tampa in 2015, or go to a neutral site as the Astros and Cubs did in 2008. Those are the and there was the rain out the, or the snow out in Milwaukee, I believe, that led te- or in Cleveland that led teams to play in Milwaukee. But there's not been a precedent for a home and home swap, and I do think that as, as certainly MLB and the MLBPA have already announced a one million dollar donation, and I expect that that will grow and that there will be individual contributions as well. But certainly MLB understands both clubs situation in this. Um, they understand that the Astros are losing six home games and six home games uh, on the business side. They understand that the Rangers would be losing um, the ability basically of three home gates to, to make the home swap. They are sensitive to all that and they are sensitive to the real issue at hand which is the people in need in Houston. Yeah. And, and I really don't think I don't think the location of the game impacts that. And, and so I think that their deal was, here's the precedent, here's your options, we're happy for you to play in Arlington. If you don't want to play in Arlington, then here are the neutral side options. Well, we have a new commissioner, it's a new era. Uh, wouldn't it be incumbent upon him to step forward and say, the hell with precedent, um, this, is, this is how it's going to be done, and that, that takes the onus off the Rangers, that takes the onus off the Astros. That puts it squarely where it belongs on the in the commissioner's office. But I don't think the commissioner can can tell a business how to run how to run itself and how to give up how to give up revenues, and that gets into the cold bloodless part of, of, of the business aspect. But I just don't know that that a commissioner would feel comfortable saying, "Hey, um, yeah, all of that doesn't matter. You've got sixty thousand plus tickets sold." figure out a way to refund these people, um, and uh, we're going to move those games to Houston. I just don't think they would have felt comfortable doing that. And to the letter of the law, Barry, to the letter of the law, it just it's not the way this thing has been handled in the past, and I don't think it's the way any commissioner would handle it. Well, there's a new sheriff in town, and I, th- I think he, he's done nobody any favor by... by Talking about by, Rob Manfred? Yeah. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I would have... Here's, here's what I think. I, I will say this. I will say this. I think this is what baseball should have done, okay? If baseball was truly, truly focused only on the situation on the ground, they would have said, we will make up a, a doubleheader here somewhere along the way, and if the third game needs to be played to determine playoff location or a playoff team, we will fit that in at the end of the schedule and move everything back. Because I still think that the first priority in Houston right now should be the people on the, on the ground, the people dealing with issues, the first responders, 
and from a baseball perspective, it should be with the Astros organization and Astros players who have family in Houston, potentially in the danger zones. You know, I was at, I was out uh, at uh, the Star yesterday, and I found it incredible. I asked, I specifically asked Bill O'Brien, to have any players come to you and said, "I need to go home," and he looked at me like I was crazy, and he said, "No, that couldn't happen." That couldn't happen. Well, it couldn't happen, and he used he said that they couldn't get there. They even oh. if they wanted to. That oh, that's your man. He said, "There's no way we're gonna let them go home." No, well, I think I think I think that's that's that really, was left unsaid. I think that was left unsaid. And you know, and what? I'm, I'm not sure possible. anybody. People aren't being allowed. People aren't being allowed into the city right now, if I understand correctly. But there there is a possibility of people getting out of the city, and in that regard, you know, if players needed a day to. Um, rendezvous with their families and or coordinate something like that. I think that that's something that, that certainly is reasonable, and I, I'm surprised that Bill O'Brien would just dismiss it out of hand like that. Let me ask you this, because uh, the, the the skipper and I and, and our, our few personal interminglings have, have talked about, uh, he's from Lamarck, um, which is south of Houston, a little southwest, um, has he has he talked about uh, how this is maybe has impacted uh, any family he has there? Um, his mom is is there. When I, you know, I wasn't in um, I wasn't in Oakland. Jerry was there. Um, talked to Jeff a little bit while we were still in Anaheim about it, and the situation certainly wasn't as dire at that moment. Right. But Danny talked about how his family had weathered hurricanes in the past and, and so forth and so on and it was more at that point in time anecdotal than it was crisis management i've talked to doug brocale's daughter um who is right now in laporte uh and i believe their house is in uh, i get these places confused kevin i'm sorry please forgive me but i'm not sure if their their house is in league city or missouri city but i think it's somewhere in that area league, league city and, is uh, on the way to galveston missouri city is west of houston Okay, I think it, I, 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 I want to say it's... Uh, Leak City it's is down there in the middle of a lot of that mess. Leak City is close to Dickinson, where there, where all the news cameras were camped uh, and showing all but, the um, Anyway, her apartment, she, she lives in an apartment, and she said she was fine on the third floor, but certainly that's stressful for the pitching coach to have one of your daughters kind of in the middle of, 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 that, of that whole situation. She had also told me that, her, that, that the family house was and this was as of Sunday night, the family house was, was, was in fine shape. Uh, I believe most of the, uh, the, the rest of the family had come up to Dallas, Fort Worth, but um, the lake that they have uh, in their backyard was, I believe, five feet, five feet from cresting at that point. Wow. And, yeah. you know, one of the Rangers' principal owners, Neil Liebman, who's, the, who's one of the three principals in the group, he, um, he lives in Houston. So this oh, that's right. has connections to Houston. I mean, there's no and, and the Rangers point man in many of the negotiations with the Astros about where these games would be played is Rob Matwick, who another Houston for guy. years in Houston right. is as as well intentioned a human being as I've run across. Is sensitive to all these things. Has worked in both crisis management, communications, and helped build Minute Maid Park, um, and, and so. I, I, you know, I think the Rangers, from a human perspective, were very, very um, well aware of the situation in Houston. I don't know if people have read it, but I've, I've retweeted it. Delino DeShield, 
who played in Corpus, who was a member of the Astros organization before the Rangers drafted him with Rule 5 pick two years ago, uh, had a really poignant Twitter post that, that was um, attached, had some uh, images attached with, with a long note that he wrote, um, just basically pleading people to stop pointing fingers at one another about blame and, and focus on what's most important here. And I thought it was a really well-crafted and, and um, uh, human thing for somebody to say. Yeah. Evan, we're going to have to let you go. We got to move on. We've uh, we've enjoyed talking and having you on as one of our guests. Uh, we also had Barry Switzer on today, talking about the uh, the Cowboys and talking about uh, college football in Oklahoma and just whatever Barry likes to there, talk there's about. There's only one team in the state of Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, according, according to Barry Switzer. And then we also had on uh, our good buddy uh, John McClain, the general, uh, talking about uh, the uh, the Cowboys and the Texans and the displacement of, of the Houston franchise. Zeke Elliott. And Zeke Elliott. Uh, John has a lot of uh, uh, strong and good opinions about things with his, based on his long, long and, tenure and distinguished tenure with the in Houston covering professional football. So uh, when you can come back with us, we'd love to have you again, Evan. Thanks, man. I'll see you guys next week. I'll be in studio. Oh, oh, my gosh. Bye. Evan's going to be in studio. Bye, Evan. No, I won't. I'll be in Atlanta. No, I won't be in studio. Oh, oh. that is so sad. We're all sad. Benjamin's sad about it. He's he's crying right now. Tears down his cheeks. All right, Evan. All right, boys. We'll talk to you later. See you. Well. There goes Evan. Bye. You know, I will say this. Evan's right, you know, when he says that um, – uh, Reed, uh, Reed, Reed Lamans, <laughs> just a sports editor at the yeah. Houston Chronicle. No, Reed, 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 our old pal, Reed Ryan. Uh, you know when he said that he knew what he was doing. Uh, when he said, uh, "Listen, we offered to swap with them," and and you don't you don't say something like that about internal negotiations unless you he want, knew it was getting out. He knew it was getting out. Absolutely, he knew that. And so that was that was not right, but then it doesn't matter in this case, as I, as I wrote. Well, we're news people. We, we, work, we work for oh, news people. It's, it's right. Once it's out, once it's out and you said this, you know. You can't it, put it back in the bottle. And it doesn't matter what the Astros did. The Rangers had to be the bigger team. And, and in the end, that's all anybody's going to remember about this kind of somewhat sorry. Well, this will be the only reference to the Rangers for this whole season on the, in the national in the you national think? view, yeah, but nobody look. Nobody cares about the Rangers outside of. No, you're right. You know, this Ranger is a worldwide fan. event. This is a worldwide event, and yeah. this, I promise you, it, when 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 stories are written, and as the week when the week is round round when the roundup will come, it'll it'll talk about all the teams, all the sports. Who've, who've gone out of their way, in. chipped yeah. in to help the Cowboys. It won't matter that the Rangers the gave bowl, money. The bowl, the bowl, the, bowl, the preseason or the early uh, college football games that are moving around. You know, they'll, they'll talk about the humanity uh, there, and they'll. But in 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 Texas, the the Rangers, yeah, were not uh, were not on board. Right, and that's uh, and that's unfortunate. It really is. It's a terrible thing, especially given everything that's happened down there. In, uh, in the Houston area and a lot of other places down there. Um, so anyway, so that was, those are our uh, three podcasts for the day. I, I just want to tell, I just want to tell everybody, please, please. If you don't like college football, if you don't like Barry Switzer, <laughs> if you don't like Jerry Jones, if you love Jerry Jones, 
Jimmy Johnson, Barry, Barry had some things to say about Jimmy Johnson and Jimmy the Jimmy Johnson Jerry Jones relationship. About Bum Phillips, who it turns out really was a coach at UTEP for one year. Uh, Texas Western, I Texas believe. Texas Western it, at the time. In, in those UTEP, days. Yeah. And he, he has a little story about that, uh, that he, he basically told Kevin to shut up. He didn't basically <laughs> tell Kevin to shut up. He, he said, Kevin, shut up. shut up. I yeah, want to tell the story. He wanted to tell the story because I was I was trying to get, let him get out, but he didn't want to get out. He wanted to tell us another story. That reminded me of the time I sw- thought about this when Tim Kalashaw was chasing Bill Russell all over the country, and he fin- the Final Four was in Dallas in 1986, and uh, he finally got him on the phone over at the Hyatt Regency, and uh, Bill started rolling, and he-, and he says to Tim in the middle of the conversation, he says, Tim, you- I got a good story about that. Do you have time for this? Yeah. And, and Tim was like, are you kidding me? I've been, wa- I've, been tr- I've been tracking you down all across the country. Fortunately, we don't have to track down Barry very much. No, because you have his private, secret home cell number. I think a lot of people have that cell number, but he's he's not shy about uh, getting on and talking about anything. No, but and he he's he's terrific. He's, he is. He, he was. He's my uh, listen. I I may not offer much of this newspaper or this podcast, but you but, have that cell number. But I got Barry Switzer's cell number, and I get him on this podcast occasionally. I don't like to. I don't like to to push it too much. No. You know. No. So and next week we'll I, I'm sure we'll have a big cowboy season preview podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and well, we, we'll talk about we'll we, talk we, about we, I've already talked we'll to talk about who the number two quarterback's gonna be. With with a former number two quarterback who thinks the number the guy who should be the number three quarterback should be the number two quarterback. I heard him say it again the other night. Babe Laufenberg is a big uh advocate of Kellen Moore being the number two quarterback. Yeah, he's he's pretty much stuck with that. Yeah, and and I heard him the other night stick with that. So we'll have. Baby. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that as long as they keep Cooper Rush as the number three on the fifty-three. Well, Jerry Jones has said. I believe he said they they will Basically, do that. Basically, yeah, they will yeah. do that so they can so they can trade him for a uh, third round, second round, fourth round pick in a couple of years. I think that Jerry finally's come around. This is the best. Listen, this is the whose advice that was that? That was your advice. That's, advice all along. that's Jerry's come around. But if they seriously, if this is the best thing that could happen for them, him to have such a good training camp as a rookie, because now that's in the that's in everybody's memory banks across the NFL. Oh my gosh, we're down quarterback. We got to trade for something. Remember Cooper Rush? Boy, he looked great. Right. Let's let's, let's go get him. And it doesn't matter if Kellen Moore is the number two, Cooper Rush is the number three. You know, it doesn't matter if he goes into a listen. Because I agree with Babe one hundred percent. I'm always going to agree with him about an issue about, like this. About, about backup quarterbacks. You <laughs> well, think he knows a little pretty bit Pretty much anything about what to do with personnel is that if you get to your second quarterback, you're already screwed. Cowboys got to the third quarterback last year. How how did that screw them? It worked out really well. Yeah. And I mean, so, but, but how many times do you think that's going to happen? I don't know. But, you know. Is this going to happen again? I don't know. Do you know? Is Cooper a Rush, rook- rook- Rush going to be at Dak Prescott someday? I don't think so. But if what if Dak Prescott gets hurt? And would Cooper Rush be a, a viable stand-in? Not, not, not this year. I don't. Not think. this year. I don't think. Did you think Dak Prescott would be? No, I didn't okay. think so either. But I, I, I didn't think so. Nobody, but, nobody thought. So. Nobody thought. He, that's what the great John McClain said. That nobody thought so. Uh, so anyway, hey, we got to get out of here. We got to. Where, where are we going to lunch? That's a good question. All right, we'll call Evan. See where we should go. He'll tell us where to go, <laughs> even though he won't be here. He'll tell us where to go. All right. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to another ballsy podcast. Brought to you by the Dallas Morning News, SportsDayDFW.com, and Kevin Sherrington's uh, Rolodex. Rolodex. <laughs> not, not Rolodex. We're old. We have Rolodexes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya. Yeah.